man, I feel like a uh, I feel like a monkey has been lifted off my back. For every for so long, I mean, for all this time, I would come into this situation here where I sit down in front of this microphone and I talk to you, and I'm thinking, ah, oh, I'm dreading it. But all of a sudden, I realized it's okay to be me. It's okay to be who I am. I don't have to be anybody else. And all of a sudden, like, I'm better now. Feels good. Feels liberating. I feel free. Feel like some some chains have been pulled off of me. You know, I get just just get to be me, and it's cool. So yesterday, I I'd mentioned or here a while back. I'm sorry, it wasn't yesterday. A while back, we were hanging out. Me and Sandy, we were walking around, and it was a mid COVID nineteen. I think it was a couple of weeks ago, but we were walking around, and we um, we were walking by a store, but we were on the curbside away from everybody, and it had been a long time since we'd got to go out walking in a community. So it was really cool. We were having a good time, but I heard someone in the background. Heard someone in the background, hey, hey. And I turned around. It was an older gentleman. He must have been in his late 60s. Looked like to me. He was still pretty spry, but he was about probably late 60s. He tells me, thanks for not wearing a mask. And I reached in my pocket and I pulled that mask out and, and my mask out. And I said, thanks for wearing one. And that would have been an opportunity because I'd been kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm fro, I'm, I'm pro-mask. I'm not pro-mask. I'm pro-life. I don't want to die. And I certainly don't want to be the cause of anyone else dying. That's, that's really my thing. I mean, what sense would it make for me to be up here every day talking to you and sharing my stories with you and not do everything I can to keep you safe? That's my thinking. So I hear this exchange and I say what I say back. And for a minute there, I was really irritated. I was really irritated by his position so i'm walking along and i see another guy and he has a he has a uh a uh, pro trump hat on he has the red hat on of course he's not wearing a mask his friend that's about the same age again in their late 70s is not or mid 70s is not wearing a wearing a mask and we walk by and we have our mask on and i look at that and i feel this tinge of anger again. I'm like frustrated. I'm like, why don't they care? Why, why does he have to believe that? Why can't they just jump in? That's when it dawned on me. See, we tend to look at our side of things and just forget about everyone else's story. That's why division occurs. It's because you're saying one thing, I'm saying another. It isn't an agreement. So we just assume well, this is our difference. And that our, that our opponent or that person who doesn't agree with it, their idea is just frivolous. Do you know why I wear a mask? Because I'm afraid that I will kill someone. The reason I wear a mask is because I'm afraid that someone will die because I failed. I spread my germs. I'm afraid of that. I wear my mask because even though they don't say it, I feel like, well, maybe my mask will protect me too. Maybe covering my face will keep me from getting a disease that has killed somebody. There's a family somewhere who's crying because a good person, a person with a lot of life in front of them, died. Even, let's just pretend it's only one person. Only let's just say that everything, all these numbers are fake and everything that's going on is fake. Even if it's only one person, I'll wear a mask because I'm afraid that if, what if it's me? 
What if they can link that infection back to you and say, well, you killed this person and this person and this person and this person. Oh, can you imagine the burden of that? It's like sitting in your house outside a busy street and just firing a gun. You're probably not going to, you're not going to hit everybody. You're not going to kill everybody. But you're going to hit somebody. I mean, if you want to make comparisons. So why do, why do I, why do I wear a mask? It's out of fear. And the same reason that I wear that mask is the same reason that gentleman who walked behind me says, thanks for not wearing a mask. That's the same reason he is not wearing a mask. It's because he has different fears than me, has different concerns. And I've had this conversation with my son and my son and I, we are in agreement. I understand his position because he shared it. That man is in fear for his freedom, for his liberty for his ability to choose. And in order for him to satisfy and resolve that fear, he does what he needs to do. He is not going to wear a mask. Now, what happens? What happens in that situation? Well, you can see it. Pro-Trump, anti-Trump, pro-Biden, anti-Biden. Pro-mask, anti-mask. I mean, black lives. All right. Maybe it's time that we stopped and acknowledged that the reason the people on the other side are doing what they're doing is for fear. Now, that's that's not always the case. I'm going to jump in here. I'm going to go ahead and make some noise. There are people who are doing this for another reason. There are people who are tearing the hell out of our public buildings and destroying property that isn't theirs for for their own service, for their own justice. Because it's the excuse they make for not stepping up and taking care of owning their life, for not stepping up and being a contributing member of society. And somehow, in their mind, they can call foul on that. Now, before you go getting all pissed off or want to disagree with me or shut this thing off, listen to this. Here, I'm going to make my point here. What would you do to your children if they went over to the neighbor's house and started spray painting it, breaking the windows, or beating on the cars with their glo- with a golf club? What would you do? There's... I don't, don't, I can't see any justification in the world for someone to have the right to destroy or steal something that isn't theirs, to take something they didn't rightfully own and didn't rightfully work for. That's the exception. And those people exist at all levels of our society, but they're the minority. They're the minority. There's a hell of a lot of them in, in, in Washington right now. There are a hell of a lot of politicians all over the country who are jockeying themselves into position to make some money on this next stimulus package. And they will. And it won't be reported because that's just how the system works. But for the rest of us, when you think about the rest of us, the average person working and struggling through this, the only difference between our uh, who we are is our fear. You know, the, it's funny how the position changes depending on which side of the fence you're on. And every coin has two sides. 
Can you imagine someone who is unemployed, who is relying on unemployment, being for the termination of a next of the next stimulus package? Be against the government passing a stimulus package. Now, if you look at the if you look at the lines, if you look at where the lines are at, you probably notice that the people who are against it are the people who have money and food. <gasps> wow. Where did, how do we get here? I mean, really? That's the truth. They're afraid that if they don't have that money coming in, they won't be able to survive. So what do we do? What do we do? If, if it's an issue of not knowing how to survive because the system has created that for you, I have a really good plan, and this is going to piss some people off, but I have a really good plan. All right, you're officially, if you want to check, the Army is paying $600 a month plus whatever your unemployment benefits are to join the Army and work for the Army. <laughs> wow, there's double-edged. I mean, that's a, that's a win-win, right? Our country gets to fortify its military, and in the same stroke... It gets to enhance our infrastructure. It gets to give people worth and the rhythm of getting up every day and going to work and showing up and doing a job and being accountable. Because a, 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 an object in motion remains in motion and a, an object at rest stays at rest. We got to move. We got to do something. We can't just sit here and wait. If you're afraid because you're worried about your income ending, you not having a way to support yourself, well, then jump on that bandwagon. There's jobs in the military. Why aren't we putting that money into the military coffers and saying, okay, guys, here's a job for you. Pay $600 a week, $2,400 a month. And right now, because of the way we are right now, you can work from your where you're at right now. We will find, we will bring instructors and coordinators to you. I will bring leaders to you and we will say okay now we're in this area this is what we have to do and you show up every day and you prep and you go uh -oh. <laughs> that would alleviate some fear wouldn't it it'd create some new fear but it'd alleviate some fear <laughs> and the reason people would be opposed to that is because they would be afraid of it afraid of what to come i don't i'm afraid of working eight hours a day being accountable i'm afraid of what could happen to our country if we required people to join the military to get a check uh-oh that's fear i don't know that's just crazy ideas i have and i'm sitting here thinking about it. i'm thinking well yeah that would work because the point is is that COVID 19 we've lost all these jobs right we've lost all these resources as far as the ability to earn and we're just giving this money away with no accountability for it. Okay, well, let's give it away. But let's get something for it. Why not? It's our money. It's, it's, it's everyone's money, even the people who aren't working. It is their money. But when is it okay? I mean, the rest of the working world does not get anything for free, right? So the ticket is don't be afraid of it. Ticket is you don't be afraid of it. Embrace it. Whatever that fear is, embrace it. We can always stop. We can always say, okay, then we just won't do it or we'll change it up. But we got to test the waters. And I can guarantee you right now, having 40 million Americans sitting at home playing video games and working out and with no schedule and no direction is not working. Right? Just saying, man, just saying. <laughs> anyway, so how do you fix it? How do you fix it? 
That's a tough question. I think the way we start fixing it is by realizing the fears of those around us and acknowledge them. I, I got to be able to talk to you in order to understand you. Because I learned something from a really amazing gal. Uh, Sarah Revel was the warden at the USP when I was the union vice president there. And the previous warden, he was, oh, he was I'm not even going to jump into that. But we had written like I we had I had to create a database to track all the deadlines and all the things that we had going on in the way of uh, grievances and court filings and this and that against this previous warden. So being the warrior that I am and being in that dark place that I was in, I show up at this meeting with this new warden to actually talk about this shit. We're gonna we're gonna hash this crap out, right? She sits down and I have a I have a printout of every issue we have timelines what the where that the where it is in the process of a filing and all that and and i'm just gunning for her. and i give her the first issue and everyone in the room there was an aw captain and myself and then the, the president of the union was sitting there and then the, our steward our chief steward was there and she goes okay what about the first issue I said, well, this is what we got to do. That's what we got to do. This is where we're at on that. And she turns to me. She says, okay, where's the middle? I'm like, what? She goes, where's the middle? Where's the middle on this? I'm like, I'm sitting back. I'm like, middle? We want it all. No, she says, that's not the way it works. She goes, we have a vested interest in working this out because it benefits both of us. But the point we have to find is where is the middle? Our differences are the same thing. This is a difference. Okay, you don't want to wear a mask, and I, I think you should because of my reasons, and you think you shouldn't because of my reasons. Let's go ahead and take a look at what drives that motivation. I'm afraid I'm going to get sick. You're afraid you're going to lose your liberty. You're afraid it's going to signal to the world that you are in compliant with compliance with something you don't believe in. Well, it's simple. Change the focus. It's simple. Instead of thinking about your civil liberties, think about the action towards humanity. You don't, you don't have to wear a mask the rest of your life because you wear one. And in fact, this is how it works. If you wear a mask for a month, no one's going to make a rule that says you have to wear a mask at all. And you're not doing it because you want to give up on your freedom of choice because you're making a choice. It's just a different choice. You're making a choice to test the water, to test the water to see if maybe by wearing that mask for a month, this thing called COVID-19 dissipates or goes away. I, I, I'll tell you what, even no matter what my beliefs are, I don't want the government telling me what to do either. But in order for us to avoid that, I want to do it myself. I can test that water. There are worse things in the world than wearing a mask to save your neighbor, to save your friend from dying a horrific death. The difference, we're in the middle because it's our fears that make us different. Is this craziness? Yeah, sure, it's crazy. No one's thinking of this shit. No one's talking about this kind of stuff. Everyone's just throwing all these, this fear out there and this uh, hypothetic answers to the questions. And we're sitting around waiting for someone to make a decision when in actuality, me and you can make that decision right now. 
Maybe somewhere down the road, I can find some way to accommodate you. Maybe somewhere down the road, I can find some way for all of you who feel like your liberties are being given up. Maybe we can cooperate on the idea that, okay, in 30 days, if things don't change, we'll revisit this. And maybe there is something that people who believe you should wear a mask can do to support your cause, to to test another way. (laughs) It's not rocket scientists. It's not rocket science. Did you catch that? It's not rocket science. It is just simply me talking to you and saying, hey, what about this? I said, well, I don't know. I don't think it'll work. Besides, this is what we're worried about. Oh, okay. Well, we can probably, what do you, what do you need in order for us to fix that? And to you, to you, those of you who wake up every day and you have this, your head's spinning and you've got a gorilla on your back. If you, if you let fear drive your choices, chances are they're going to be wrong choices. I'd seen guys, you know, looking at me because I'm sitting in the dealership with a mask on the other day. And they're making judgments on me. They're looking at me based on my garb, based on what I'm wearing. And I'm doing the same thing to them. They're afraid about one thing that makes them not wear the mask. And I'm afraid about another that does. But you move that issue out of the way. You move that issue completely out of the way. And guess what you have? You have two people who are just the same. Two fathers, two husbands, two brothers, two sisters who wake up every day and hope it's going to be okay. Wake up every day and think about who they are. Think about the life they're living and the people they love. And just go, ah dragging it out trying to figure it out and if we don't catch sight of that we don't catch sight of that 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 person who is different than me for a different reason than me is still valuable see we can we can make this better amid our differences we can make this better simply by not yelling at each other simply by saying all right well let's just talk then tell me about you tell me about what you're afraid of how can i help you that's how I fixed my marriage. I'm the first responder. Woo-hoo. I'm not here to make it worse. I'm here to make it better. How can I help you? What do you need from me? If you'd like me to say, yes, I see your point, and it's important that we save our liberties, and, and maybe we can guarantee that those liberties will never be taken, we will tell government to pull back on their mandates, and we take care of it and see if it works. Because I tell you what, I really miss sitting in a bar and having a beer. Don't you? I really miss sitting in a a restaurant, drinking a few margaritas. There's people around. There's laughter and conversation. You walk into a place now and it feels like everyone is looking at each other like, who's got it? I don't need to be afraid of you. I don't need to dislike you because you have a different opinion or your decisions or your your values come from a different place than mine. We still need to be friends. We still need to work together to survive this thing. The world has taken the biggest crap on the earth that any of us have ever lived through. Don't you think we should probably get together, maybe get some shovels and start asking questions about how we can clean this crap up? (laughs) I don't, I don't, you know, I don't really know what the answer is, but I know what we're doing isn't working. And when you look at that person across from you, like that guy who walked up to me and says, thanks for not wearing that mask. 
I feel I, I feel empathy. I, I feel sad. Because what happens if he dies because of his choice? I don't know what he feels about the situation. I was as kind as I could be considering the exchange. I thanked him. Thanks for wearing your mask. He comes from a point. He has a place in his life where he understands or his view is different than mine. But we don't have to be enemies because of it. We can just say, okay, so this is what I'll do for you. What will you do for me? How can we help each other? Don't seem like it's that tough. Don't seem like it's that tough. Hey, listen, I'm running way over on these today, and I'm not sure exactly why. I think it's probably because that monkey has been lifted off my back. I wake up every day, and, and I'm excited. Yesterday was really great for me. I got a chance to spend time talking to my wife, and she's so smart and so amazing that it just makes me feel good inside to know that I have such an amazing partner. And as far as why I'm here, I'm here because of you. I wake up every day and I don't want to do it and I do it anyway. And today's probably been the first day when I've actually been able to settle in and say, you know what, I, it's okay to be me. It's okay. I'm good enough. I'm good enough. So with that, take a thought, think about it. Maybe you don't agree with everything I'm saying. I'm not trying to pick a fight with you. I'm trying to do my part to help everyone around me experience more of the life that we're living and it's tough. It's tough right now. And we wake up and we're scared and we don't know what the future holds. But that doesn't mean we can't take care of today. So until next time, just remember, today's your day. Make it a good one.